Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, we're ready to resume our study in the Gospel according to Luke. And uh, we're ready for chapter 2 today. And chapter 2 is probably the most famous chapter in the book of Luke. Um, It deals with the birth of Jesus. And uh, it's the story that's used in all the movies and in old show. Well, not anymore, right? But like old shows like Charlie Brown. And it's the most common verse used to uh, uh, for reading about the birth of Christ uh, during the time of Christmas and things of that nature. So it's very, very famous. And it is very, very beautiful. Uh, but the part that uh, just really sticks out to me, and I don't have any great wisdom or great commentary to add to it other than to say that I just find it really interesting is the interaction with the two prophets that happen when Joseph and Mary take the Christ child into the temple and uh, and then that whole scenario and then there's this also this little story in here where they leave Jerusalem but uh, they don't know where Jesus is they assume he's with other family members and they go a day's journey only to discover he's not with them. And then they search for him and search for him, and they finally find him in the temple. And the people within the temple themselves are being amazed at the things that he says and that he teaches. And uh, again, I have no great wisdom or commentary to add to that story other than to say I just find it very, very interesting. And so, I just hope and I pray in the powerful name of our Savior, that you are blessed by this reading this morning. So without further delay, let's begin Luke chapter 2, King James Bible. Verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Crinerius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee and out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people." For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And it shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. 
And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named to the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of the purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So we have Mary and Joseph there just trying to obey the law, uh, which is custom for them to, uh, according to the law of Moses, to, to bring the child and present him to the Lord, because it is written in the law of the Lord that every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And so they arrive there uh, to do this ritual and to offer sacrifices according to that which is in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And then they run into this prophet and then they run into a prophetess. So two prophets. And I just, again, I have nothing to add to this story other than to say that I, I just find it really interesting and really intriguing. And maybe it'll speak to you in some way as well. So starting with verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the conclusion or the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou, servant, depart in peace, according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed him and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And so they bring the child in, and this prophet, who's devout, right? He is, he is a devout and righteous man, and he's filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's been revealed to him by the Spirit that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. And so he sees this child and he just knows according to the Holy Spirit. He praises God and he says, now I can go in peace, right? Like, now I can die because I have seen 
the Lord's salvation. And he says that all the he, he says this is he's prepared for the face of all people. And he says he's going to be a light unto the Gentiles, and a glory to thy people Israel. And then he tells Mary, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel. As we know to be true, right? He was a stumbling block for many. I'm, I'm thinking of Isaiah chapter 8, verse 14. It says, And he shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense to both the house of Israel, for again, and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And then he tells Mary, Yea, the sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And I'm not sure what he's talking about there. Maybe he's talking maybe he's talking about the fact that she would witness him being crucified. Let's continue on. Now they run into a prophetess. Verse thirty six, and there was one, Anna. A prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Aser. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. This is a woman who is sold out to God and God alone. It says that she does nothing else. It says that she departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and with prayer night and day. It's hard to get some people to pray once a week. This woman here is, it's all that matters to her. Night and day she's praying, refuses to leave the temple. Verse 38. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed, performed all things, according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. The grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey. And he sought him among their kinsfolks and acquaintances. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass, after three days, they found them in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. I just think it's interesting that it was three days. Surely that's not an accident, right? Verse 47. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers, and when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou... Thus dealt with us. Behold, thy father and I have sought thee with sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother 
kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. That is chapter 2 of the book of Luke. And so we have the birth of Messiah. But like I said, you know, we've that story we've heard so many times, and it's a beautiful story, but I feel like we overlook this interesting interaction with uh, these two prophets, uh, the prophetess Anna and then Simeon, uh, the prophet. And then you have this situation where Jesus is nowhere to be found, and it takes them three days to locate him and find him in the temple. And he says, why are you searching for me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? And I'm sure that at that time it was very confusing. Like, what is he talking about? What is he saying? I wonder if we should have that attitude where we're just... Every day, you know, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Jesus here. He's like, you know, what are you thinking of? I'm, I, I have to be about my father's business. And then you look at Anna and she's... Like, day and night fasting and praying like that's the priority like that's where her focus is and as a result she gets to see this wonderful thing in her at the end of her old age and Simeon who's righteous a devout man filled with the Holy Spirit he gets to end his life in peace and he gets to see the the beginning of the salvation and God lets him in on the secret, right? You know, this is going to be a light to the Gentiles. But it's going to be both good and bad for Israel, right? It's going to be for the rise and fall. I wonder how many blessings we miss out on. How many inside things we miss out on with God because we're just too distracted by the things in this world and... It just doesn't take that number one priority. We're not always trying to be about our father's business. Maybe we're spending too much time trying to be about our own business. Trying to bring about our own desires. Forgetting that if we just seek God and the kingdom first, that all the other things will work themselves out according to Jesus. Of course, I'm looking in the mirror when I say this. I think that's the end of my thoughts and commentary for this morning. I really hope that you've been blessed by this work. We're going, uh, we're approaching six years. It's hard to believe. Six years I've been doing this. We're going on six years. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. And I just pray that this work has been a great blessing to many, many of you and that it's pierced hearts and it's caused many to, to draw near to God and I just... My prayer is that on that day I would hear the words, Well done, good and faithful servant. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.